It's the Rotten Retro Time Machine! Whatever, mate. Welcome back to the... I've, I've done it again. What is, is it? <laughs> Last time it was called the Rotten Retro Time Machine. I'm not sure what it's called this week, though. Yeah, we're hanging in there, aren't we? Mm. Hanging in there till, till we get a big sponsorship deal and we have to uh, we have to change it to something... Hey guys, can you drop the re- the rotten? It's not sitting well with our uh, target demographic. <laughs> the rotten retro time machine, precisely. I thought actually, I've got a uh, full disclosure. Um, I do, uh, unbelievably, I do do quite a bit of research for these podcasts. And today, I thought all the stars were aligning because um, Elvis Presley died in 1977. Uh, and the other Elvis Presley, Frank Worthington, died today. So I was going to talk about that, but it's just been pointed out to me that we're talking about 2006 today. <laughs> <laughs> You've turned up to a tennis match with a snooker cue, haven't you? Uh, honestly, and, yeah. And then, uh, for, and also for full disclosure, I said, "Why are we doing 2006?" It, it was said, "Well, we wanted to talk about your stag do." 15 years so, ago yeah yeah so I just, well at least i know one fact in 2006 that i uh i was happily married and uh living in sunny uplands ever since <laughs> yeah mate, so, your stag do was a belter so it is 15 years ago this month isn't it that we uh we all went to berlin for your stag oh yeah it's snowing wasn't it oh man it was freezing wasn't it it was, it was really cold minus seven yeah. Uh, you knew it was going to be a good one when we decided, when we all sort of met up coming in from various planes, trains and automobiles and met up in that bar up the road from the hotel, had a bit of breakfast. And while we were there, we said, right, we've got to have a fine system. Do you remember the fine system? Any oh, yeah. mention of the war. <laughs> Any mention of the war, there was going to be a fine that went into the drinks kitty. And we all agreed, yeah, that's fine. Of course, we turned around the corner to go to the hotel. And what's outside the hotel? A massive trench. (laughs) For which which we all resisted for two days. And then your brother just cracked and went, I've got to say it. There's a trench there, for God's sake. (laughs) Right, right, right. Now let's hit the pub and go and get blitzed. No, I don't. So you've got an intentional fine and an unintentional fine. So it was very good. We saw the Arctic Monkeys, didn't we? Remember? Yeah, yeah, and they were the hottest ticket in town. Oh, just that a bit was quite good. A bunch of teenagers who were less than half our age, I think. Well, you know what? My, my, <laughs> my then 15-year-old daughter was so incredibly jealous that her dad was going to go and see the Arctic Monkeys in an old church in East Berlin. Just, uh, just really, really good. And yeah, he, remember, I... he was absolutely bladdered, wasn't he? Alex Turner, do you remember? I don't know how he stayed upright and played. I don't know. I was probably, I was probably enjoying a similar experience. Myself, <laughs> Pretty sure honest. I was as well, to be yeah. fair. I was just thinking, like, the average age of the audience and the average age of us, those East Germans must have thought the Stasi had popped in. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to check out, the, uh, check out these uh, uh, Western infidels. Yeah, we, we were the Arctic uncles. Yeah. We? <laughs> it was just, uh, it was that cold as well, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was brilliant. I do, I, I do remember it's one of those though. You know, like we were drunk, but then you see somebody else who's way drunker, and even though you're hammered, you go, "My God, you, you're drunk." 
<laughs> yeah, and that's I just remember that moment watching him staggering around on the stage, but they still nailed it. So. Yeah, it's a skill, isn't it? Spotting people who are more drunk than you. Yeah, it's like a reassuring thing. It's like, oh, no. I'm, I've had at least seven. Look at the state of him. <laughs> it allows you to have another one, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, meanwhile, he's sitting there thinking, well, I've had at least nine. And look at the state of him. <laughs> and he's looking right back at you, thinking the same thing. So. Yeah. Do you remember Do you remember that guy we used to work with, who shall remain nameless, uh, from Gainsborough, uh, who used to um, give bits of advice and pearls of wisdom about various things and one of the things he said was about um, a pearl of wisdom was how to get into the house drunk when you're drunk and you don't want to wake the missus up Do you remember oh, this one? Yeah. so so he says he said gary you've not heard this have you so he said basically a thousand times but yeah, carry yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> so he said, i was drunk when you told me so I yeah exactly he's forgotten it he he said, he said, because someone was telling him that oh, the, the state, the, they were back later from the pub than they should have been. And, if you uh, do his voice, it's like naming him, by the way. I know. I'm, 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 <laughs> that's why I'm desperately trying not to do the voice. Um, so he said, um, and, he, and he was telling Pete about how he got into trouble with the missus because he'd woken her up. And he said, I bet you, you made the classic mistake and you tried to be quiet, didn't you? He said, yeah. He said, I bet I know what you did. He said, you tiptoed down the path. You gently put the key in the door. You took your shoes off on the doorstep, tiptoed inside, placed your keys very quietly on the carpet, put your first socked toe on the bottom step, and she's there at the top. Where have you been till this time? He said, you do the opposite, boy. You do the opposite. What you do is you stomp down the path singing, Daddy boy. (laughs) You, You slam the key into the lock. You kick the door open. You throw the keys into that bowl of pebbles that most women have in hallways on the side of things. He said, you stand at the bottom of the steps, you put your hands on your hips and you go, baby, I'm home and I want sex. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, boys, you won't hear a peep out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the transition into his voice and <laughs> describing him as Pete, his real bloody name. You nailed it there. No one's going to... <laughs> no one's any the way. Oh, brilliant. I thought you'd become yeah. Windsor Davis for a moment there. As... Uh, it was yeah. all over the place. I was trying to disguise it and then it just went wrong, didn't it? Yeah. But, Same uh, guy who will now call Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Davis. <laughs> Dave yeah. Windsor. Yeah. He said he said to me, uh um does your uh, does your girlfriend make you do the ironing? I said, yeah, occasionally, why? He said, if she asks you again, grab her best blouse, burn a hole in it. She'll never ask you again. (laughs) (laughs) Top tips from the three times divorced. Um, (laughs) That's it, it was like, uh, that's the proper life hacks. Forget all this Silicon Valley stuff. (laughs) Uh, so brilliant. 2006 yeah. is uh, it's where we've landed. I'd say it's an interesting year for me because I got married, but I, and obviously 30 seconds ago I didn't know that. Stu just pointed me, pointed it out. Um, here to help. Here to help. The only thing I did manage to yield from any research was that Vice President Dick Cheney accidentally shot and wounded a campaign contributor during a weekend quail hunt on a friend's South Texas ranch. Now, 
if that isn't an example of the political class <laughs> doing stuff at weekends that isn't accessible to the man in the street, I don't know what it is. I don't know about you, Gary, but I cannot wait till we can all get back together again and go on our quail hunts. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, because quails, quail's eggs are tiny, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. I was thinking, how how small are they? Like, how small are the guns that they're using? (laughs) (laughs) Pea shooters. Did the guy die? Does anybody know that? No, no, he didn't. He didn't die. But I remember he he publicly apologised to Cheney um, for for being shot by him. That's one of the things I remember about. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, Guessing in the way of this tiny bird. I'm so sorry. My 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 body attacked your bullet. I do apologise. <laughs> how, how how big are quails, Gary? You have you cooked a quail? Uh, yes, they are. Um, oh, they're how, like like how many a quails pigeon. Make, how many quails make one damn quail? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking mental capacity or just physic physical um size? No, they are I think they're 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 about the size of a pigeon. So they have, have you ever seen a pack of frozen birds' brains in supermarkets? Which supermarkets do you go to? The the well, I don't want to say it'll sound like uh, <laughs> uh it'll sound offensive to another culture, but I'm sure I've seen it. I've definitely seen say. Can't say I've ever seen it. Yeah, cruise. Right, I'm googling now. I'm googling right now. Hang on. So it's frozen. This would have been on Gary's MasterChef opening menu. Bird bird brains, you say? (laughs) Yeah. Frozen bird brain. And then and then Greg would say, "Whoa, I prefer my bird brains fresh. These are clearly frozen." (laughs) I'm getting a huge whack of frontal lobe. Uh, (laughs) Very chewy. Very chewy. No, I think you probably imagine that. Yeah. Highly possible. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying you have or you haven't, but yeah. Just welcome to, again, another trip around the Freudian nightmare that is Mark's mind. (laughs) Um, Well, while I was, this will probably come up in our next podcast, but while I was in, while I was researching our next podcast, <laughs> one of one of the websites I went to for legitimate evidence, its main photograph was Elvis laying naked on a bed with a an alien with a bright red tipped finger inserting it into his belly button, and uh, I just thought this actually looks legit. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, there were three or four facts in it that I thought they're, they're highly plausible that I'll bring up next next time. But you know, I, I think like pe- people are too too blasé about this issue with fake news. They've got to they've got to check the facts. <laughs> facts were there. It's like that. It's like that documentary about fake Paul McCartney, isn't it? You, st- you start off watching it going, "Oh, this is nonsense." Then about halfway through, you're going, "Well, that actually makes sense." Uh, <laughs> and by the end, you're going, "He really is a stand-in." Yeah. Apart from, apart from Elvis's extreme poor health, um, his uh, huge funeral and his uh, burial plot, um, to which a casket was, uh, um, you know, lifted into at uh, 
great expense of a number of people sweating for dear <laughs> as it lowered. But what the website was saying was entirely legitimate. Like, there's no evidence. <laughs> and don't forget, Elvis is an anagram of Libs. Oh. He's uh, not dead, is he? He's uh, not dead. We'll find out more next time, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't give all your, all your, keep your Elvis powder dry. I, honestly, I've got a good, I've got a good, I've got a good thirty seconds worth of stuff about <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> no. The world's so, ready for it. So, two thousand and six, I think, as well as as well as um, your uh, wedding anniversary and your stag do, we also thought it'd be nice to do something that's, as you say, of modern vintage to us. But because uh, I was talking to one of our uh, our friends who's in his mid twenties, and he said it'd be great if you did something that I remembered. <laughs> so, so yeah. two thousand and six, um, I, I found a brilliant story. I don't remember this at the time actually, but um, Swedish state broadcaster SVT admitted a quote huge blunder after a porn film was accidentally shown in the background of a news bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, a five-minute news update shown uh, one of the weekend programmes included explicit scenes from a Czech porn movie on a monitor behind anchorman Peter Dalgrim. Quote, this is highly embarrassing and unfortunate, said SVT's Peter Yang. Oh, I thought you were going to say... <laughs> Wang, <Said>. yes. I... <laughs> you did say Anchorman, didn't you? I, I did say Anchorman, yes. Right. Apparently, the, the monitor had been switched by workers who had then forgotten to change it back. <laughs> right, and this is this is the most obvious quote of the century. Peter Yang said, it must not happen again. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> and it happened. I thought... I thought it was, you were going to say it was highly unfortunate, said Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love the way that it was that someone identified it, though. It's like it's not just porn. This is Czech porn. <laughs> this is Czech porn. This is really, well, apparently the monitor usually shows the output of other news channels, but the workers had changed it to a sports event on cable on. And I'm going to be very careful. I say this Canal Plus. Uh, however. <laughs> They did not remember to change the channel back, which was, which because Canal Plus shows adult content after midnight, there's your error. Can you see what went wrong? Yeah. Brilliant. Apparently, it lasted no more than 30 seconds. Apply your own punchline to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> only during, and it was really the first item after too long. Getting them <laughs> twice in that time. Um, while no viewers complained about the incident, amazingly, he admitted there had been enormous interest from the media uh the show the program was called rapport but it was renamed raporn <laughs> see what they did there uh, that's, that's always the... interesting though isn't it like no one complained apart from journalists yeah like, exactly so self-righteous you know like the 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 viewing public will have more of this we'll have some <laughs> of this car car crash on car crash on the uh where was it Malmo Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> Naked people. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, when you know when they always have that story about oh a, a squirrel was uh, captured swimming in a big lake the other day or something like that, you know. And finally, I mean, 
what a brilliant and finally you could have there. <laughs> like, just well, you could use. I'll leave it to your own imagination, obviously, rather than being descriptive. But you know, there, there would be a good ending to the news. <laughs> a happy ending to the news, yes. The bongs. At the news at ten. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, but that's 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 funny actually because that it wasn't I mean there were there was another um, faux pas from another um, big faux pas from another broadcaster in the UK that year um, and uh, not quite as graphic as uh, the one in Sweden but I don't know if you remember does the name Guy Goma mean anything to you no 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 it sounds like if if Aldi did a version of Durex. <laughs> it would be like you know the, like uh, the the name that they use to suggest it's highly pleasurable you know it's like, guy Goma, yeah. like rip <laughs> <laughs> this one this one's guy goma <laughs> um yeah well it's not it's not quite along those lines you've obviously been tainted by Stu's story about the Swedish news channel but in in the UK it's going to taint the next 45 minutes yeah yeah in the UK Guy Goma became very famous um because he was a business studies graduate from uh Congo from Brazzaville in Congo uh Republic of Congo and um he went to the BBC for a job interview and so he was waiting in the um, foyer to be to go for his interview and at the same time on BBC News 24 they oh, were doing a story guy. about um, Apple Core, the, the company owned by the Beatles against Apple the, the tech company um, because they're having a, a, a ding dong over, you know, copyright and things with the name. And so someone said, go down to reception because the guy we want to speak to, whose name is Guy Cuny, was was there. And the person went down to get the guy for the interview and said to this guy, Goma, are you Guy? He said, yes. He ended up on live television trying to talk about this tech story um obviously having no idea what was going on because he thought he was going for an interview for a job um yeah. we'll get we'll get this clip on facebook by the way but the best thing about it is he's obviously been in britain for so long that it, he realized that we just don't cause a fuss so when, <laughs> when he realised what was going on, he just tried to answer the questions genuinely about uh, about this this court case that was going on between the two Apple companies. Um, because he's a nice man, by the sound. It of was it. just a nice guy trying. He, he just, was <laughs> he was socially mobile and well into the middle class way of life. But, there was no uh, way he was I, kicking. I think it. he was. I think at the time he was working as a taxi driver. Um. But uh, yeah, he didn't want to cause a fuss, so he just he just went along with it until they realised they were talking to someone who had no idea what was going. Because they they said to him, they started with this with this the question, and so I'm like, "Are you surprised at this ruling?" And he was he said, "Yes, I'm very surprised. I didn't expect this at all." <laughs> there's, there's a little bit when he says that though, his, his eyes took. Yes, they do. They just. <laughs> 
Yes, have a look. Have a look at that. Have a look. Oh, at that's that's got to be on YouTube. I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It is. It's there. It was, follow, it was followed by uh, Boris Johnson, though, so it looked absolutely legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Just brilliant. In fact, I'm going to look this up now while we're chatting. That's superb. Hey, in fact, talking of um, talking of the Beatles, um, in 2006, Paul McCartney uh, divorced and Heather and Heather divorced. Uh, so that seems longer ago than that, doesn't it? It does. Actually. I think yeah, like yeah. I don't know. This 2006 is a weird year, isn't it? It's like it is. Yeah, it feels it feels not as long ago as it as it actually is. You know, it doesn't was, feel yeah. 15 years ago. Because I just looked at hit movies of 2006, Brokeback Mountain. I've literally got popcorn crumbs on me jeans still from yeah, from, from watching, watching it in yeah. the cinema. <laughs> That's yeah. not popcorn. That's not popcorn, yes. <laughs> I really held back from that. And then I heard a voice in my head and I thought, my inner monologue voice sounds like Gary. Oh, he's just said it. Um, well, apparently, do you remember on the uh, on the steps of the uh, of the court afterwards, the press gathered around Paul McCartney and said, uh, Paul, uh, you know, now you're divorced, do you think you'll ever ever go down on one knee again? Oh, and he said, come on, you're not going and there said, with that. And he said... <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, so... Apparently, the uh, Russ Heller. Have you ever heard of Russ Heller? Russ Heller. He. If, yeah, if little did a. <laughs> no, I haven't, though. <laughs> Russ Heller. Russ Heller. It sounds like some sort of version of Nutella, doesn't it? That's his yeah. own brand version. Chocolate peanut butter. Uh, Russ, <laughs> Russ Heller set a record for, for listening to Starships We Built This City. Apparently, he listened to the song for 24 hours consecutively, reaching 324 back-to-back listens. I, I think I could beat that. Like, I've got no inclination to do it, but what, what did he get for that? What's in it for me if we have a go at that? Well, I think, I think we should maybe put it out um, to try and raise some money for our, our chosen charity, the, uh, the Nomad Trust uh, night shelters, and why don't we see if people, listeners, can uh, we'll set a date and we'll see how much money we can raise. And if we hit a certain amount, you do it. Why don't we listen, say? Listen, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a go. It's, you know, yeah. why don't we say if we hit a hundred? When we hit a hundred quid, of which yeah. we are now, what are we at now? About seventy quid. Oh, we're at hundred quid. Okay. <laughs> when we hit two hundred quid, when we hit two hundred quid, when we hit two hundred quid, you'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Built this city. Let's go for it. Right, let's do it. Hang on, I'm making a note of this. What would be this. handy if somebody pledges it in the next couple of days? So I've literally got two weeks off in lockdown coming <laughs> for Easter, so uh, it would be well, we, advantageous. Uh, well, we, yeah, we'll do it. You should do it, Mark. You should do it. If we can try and get okay, well, let's put an appeal out on the Facebook page as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I can't um, believe you've never done it already. Anyway. Um, you, it's one of those things you could have done by accident easily. <laughs> well, when I was working at the press agency for the for the, for the nationals, we had this. Uh, we used to do regular stories about a guy who lived in Mansfield called Mick Grimmer, who, uh, who who was was sort of monikered Mad Mick Grimmer because he was a former miner and he used to do all these crazy stunts for charity. So every couple of months he'd ring you up and say, right. Do you want to come up? I'm doing my latest stunt. Like, okay. So once he grew a handlebar moustache and then got two uh, two tugs of war team to pull it out, oh, right? Oh, oh. Um, he spent he spent uh, uh, three weeks living in a rabbit hutch 
Um, and and <laughs> the one the one I remember, he said he said, "Hey, up, Stuart, it's Mick." I said, "Hi, Mick. What you got that doing now?" Uh, and it, he was apparently spending seven days sat on the toilet eating nothing but baked beans from the tin while listening to like constantly to Des O'Connor records. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell sponsored him for that? Morecambe and Wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was Mick Grimmer. So he was full of it. But yeah. So maybe you should sit on the toilet and eat baked beans while listening to We Built This City. I just found a photo of him um, on, uh, just Googled him and it's got Mick Grimmer, man growing crests on his head for charity. Yeah, that was another yes. one he did. That <laughs> was another one he did. <laughs> to be honest, Gary, there's no evidence that you're not. <laughs> How long have you been dying that gr- Chris? <laughs> that is, a, that is just, a fine crop you've got there. It's just gone. It's just gone off now. That's why it's grey. Gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Gone. Oh dear. Is that an opportune moment to uh, to move over to? Um, I think that probably is. We could, we could talk, talk about Chris a little bit more if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Always overlooked, isn't it? In the, the idea uh, of Mick Grimmer, though, that implies there is a, there is a Mick Grimm somewhere, and this guy's just one step worse. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's further down the line. Well, well, I don't know about Chris, but we could talk about Fluff. Alan Fluff Freeman. Yes. Gold. Oh, yes. Got off. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know how he got his name, Fluff? It's something to do with his belly button. <laughs> you see, I really wished it was. I was thinking, I wonder how he got his nickname, Fluff. And I googled it. I had all these these things go around my head. Uh, it wasn't that. Gary, any ideas? No, I have no idea actually. No, no. I I, I thought, well, maybe he was a gentleman's fluffer before he was a, you know, something. Um, but uh, but apparently he he got the nickname Fluff because uh, he used to have this really fluffy jumper he was fond of wearing. Oh. Disappointing. That's yeah, like when you like find sting, out. Sting, sting, yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. There you go. Sting. But he was. Did you know he was also an actor and he'd been in a film with Peter Cushing? Oh, I, no. no I, <laughs> Dr. I was thinking Terrence of Bob Holders. <laughs> no, that's that's James Paul. on Baker Street, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, he was in Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. In one of the main roles. I've checked I have it seen, out. I have seen that as well. And I oh. don't remember. Oh, gosh, I'll have to revisit that. Yeah. Yeah. He was in it. He he played. Uh, where are we? He played one of the main characters in it. Yeah. I've just I've just gone off it to look for Mick Grimmer. But yeah, he uh, he was one of the main characters. So you see, you see you jab me in the ribs here for not doing any research. Here's you. Two. I'm just going to Google him now. Right. Listen. Thank you a minute. You want some research? I'll give you some fluff research. After his death, guess who wrote a tribute uh, uh, song? Robin Gibb. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. get in. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh fluff. He did right. Uh, recorded in August 2007, the song was included in Gibb's first posthumous album, Fifty Saint Catherine's Drive. There you go. That, was that the name of the album or the sl- song about fluff? Uh, the the song about fluff was called Alan Freeman Days. So, and the so name of the album the name of the album was the name of an address. Fifty fifty Saint Catherine's Drive, yeah. 
It's no name for an album, is it? It's a postcode. It's not. Uh, who's next on the goal list? Wilson Pickett. G-g-g-g-gone. Oh, oh no. Gone. I, I tell you what, you'll never guess what time he died. No, they don't say. <laughs> Go on, guess what time he died. In the midnight hour. Quarter past three. But... <laughs> <laughs> It was midnight somewhere. It was midnight somewhere, yeah. But have you ever seen, there's a, a clip on YouTube of him singing Hey Jude with Tom Jones from about 1970. Uh, and literally both of them are just knocking it out of the park. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he, he turns to Tom Jones and halfway through and just goes, sing the song, son. Sing the song. It's <laughs> It's really good. I, I will again one for the YouTube uh, clip on the Facebook page. I'll, uh, I'll I've made a note. I'll put it on. He was done. Uh, Desert Orchid gone. Desert Orchid clipping out when Desi's gone. Uh, Desi's gone. Oh, he's into glued. the territory where animals dying is now a thing. Well, I think Desert Orchid deserves to be on the list. Surely, you know. Yeah. Because when I heard the news, <laughs> I thought people were talking about Des Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I was gutted. I was a bit flipping out. He could still be going to the World Cup. <laughs> that bloke in his grandstand, he's gone. Can't um, believe they've shot him just because he's pulled a hamstring. <laughs> um, it's funny, isn't it? Because that horses, some 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 racehorses just get in the national psyche, don't they? And yeah. it was like, he was probably the, him and Red Rum were sort of like, you know, cause apparently he earned over, he earned, the horse owned his people, over £600,000 in his career. Just, wow. just, just, you know, back in the 80s. Yeah, a lot I think, me. yeah, I think Desert Orchid, um, Red Rum and Celine Dion, I think, really resonate with people. <laughs> <laughs> Despite their long faces. Yeah, the long face. <laughs> uh, James Brown. Jump back. Gone. Gold. Oh, yes. Gone. Right. Man, that, that, that doesn't seem that long ago. When if you think James Brown, gone. Yeah. Again, you know, the most sampled artist of all time. <laughs> it sampled another word for high. <laughs> Wasn't well, that tech. mostly by himself, though? Yes, well. it probably, yes, I think it probably, <laughs> it probably was on 5,200 times so far uh, wow. on a recorded song. He has been, uh, he has been sampled. But yeah. did, did you ever hear that great Eddie Murphy impression of him? Eddie Murphy, did a, which I won't do, but again, I'll try and find it and put it on the, um, on the uh, Facebook page where he talks about, about James Brown couldn't even talk. <laughs> and yet, and yet, no one could understand what he was saying. And yet, he was still this this brilliant singer, you know. And he started talking to the band, and the band would be going, the band would be going, yeah, yeah, yeah. What James saying? I don't know. Just keep playing. We're getting paid. <laughs> that was that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um, but uh, do you like a bit of James Brown? Oh yeah. I mean, a couple of brilliant albums. Uh, big payback. What a record that is. Oh, yeah, superb. That's probably like got 5,000 of his 6,000 samples on, I think. Is that the one with um, Get Up and Drive Your Funky Soul on it? I think that is. I think so. 
isn't it? Oh, there's, there's a there's a track where it should have been called Get Up and Drive People Get Up and Drive Your Funky Soul. It should have been about six minutes long, and it ended up being nearly ten minutes long because he yeah. just, he was just riffing. And at the end, as it's fading out, you can just hear him say to the producer, "I'm sorry, I had my groove going." <laughs> <laughs> so if we overrun by about half an hour, you can just fade out by saying that. <laughs> put, I might uh, might put the funky drummer on. Put some James Brown beats on just to close on, it out yeah. this week. Yeah, I should do it. Because last 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 week, I uh, when I was doing the edits, I did I did a took out a couple of things that didn't clearly didn't work. Like my joke about that bloke who went on Blue Peter to play a song about his cat, which in my head was going to be really funny, <laughs> but like you know, it, I was just stonewalled by that. But so I had, to, I had to spend a bit of time editing that out. But also the rest of it was just editing out largely me opening bottles in the back <laughs> <laughs> popping. <laughs> I'm thinking, I think I've got a bit of a drink problem, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's interfering with my work now. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've said this before, but it's like, it's like during lockdown, the uh, recycle bin day is just horrific, isn't it? <clears throat> You know, it's just like it's like you can hear it crashing through down the streets, getting louder, like a monster coming at you. All the wine bottles and things. <laughs> the Christ was as louder than the neighbours. Damn. I think yeah. All I say is like we're doing a bit for recycling during this time. I did think that actually though, saying out loud the things that I cut out last week of, of last week's podcast is quite good. Like you get a, you get a go at it by telling everyone well. Told, tried to tell a joke about someone singing about a cat, which in the cold light of day was never going to be funny, was it? No. <laughs> but when you play it back second time around and say, well, I was stupid enough to think that this might be funny, it's quite cathartic. You know, the uh, the gold list, it's so long. I reckon what we should do each week is pick out the highlights on, on here and then print the full gold list on the Facebook page, I reckon. Just give it the full, uh, the full gone. So well, everyone can see that. Give us some highlights then. Get us started. Saddam Hussein gone. Oh, oh that's a highlight. Yeah. That's an enjoyable one, isn't it? Well, I remember the, I remember the, um, the scenes of af- after his regime had been toppled, people hitting his statue with a slipper, yeah. and that was the most offensive thing. Yes, that, that's right. In that culture, that you could do. To hit somebody with a slipper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Someone someone tried to do it to George W. Bush, didn't they? In a in a press conference, I remember a year or so later, they they threw their shoes at him because it was, <clears throat> it, was the, right. it was the equivalent, and they couldn't be more offensive than that. Well, I, I can confirm that as a as someone who at the age of ten got hit with a slipper by the head teacher. Uh, I can tell you it was very offensive. <laughs> but legal back then. But legal. Yes, exactly. No, it was different in the 70s. Remember the days when you could beat up kids? Brilliant. <laughs> Society, gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, Steve Irwin, gone. Oh. The crocodile hunter. Goodness me, 15 years. That is... I was looking what? that up, actually. It was, it was like... Since 1945, only one other death caused by a stingray. Yeah, yeah, I've got that very figure here. What, what happened to the stingray? In is is it like a 
a bee and then when when it stings you they get they cop for it as well or do, or do they just swim away I, I i think i think they just swim away mate i don't think it rips something out of them like a you know like a bee does like you say it's not like it's not like a, a sting in the bee sense it, it was just it's it's tail i think that lashed out and and has yeah. a has a spine at the end so it that's what penetrated his heart, but I don't think it's a, a sting in that. In and of that course, isn't there? There is apparently. Well, there was going to be, isn't there? Because they were filming it, so it will be on. Not that you'd ever want to see it, but apparently the 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 tape that it was recorded on is locked away somewhere in uh, with a trusted person kind of thing. Because mm. you wouldn't want to uh, you want to see yeah. that. But yeah, Steve Irwin gone. Right, Gosh. Henry McGee gone. Oh, Henry McGee. Tell him about Benny, the, co- Benny tell him about the coffin, mate. mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Yeah, he was I also. Came, Sorry, I came across on. that advert. No, I just, I was going to say, I came across the Honey Monster advert by accident. You want to rephrase that? On YouTube. <laughs> 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 it was the Czech version of the Honey Monster advert. Um, and uh, I'd forgotten that Henry McGee was the uh, the straight man to the Honey yeah. Monster. Essentially, wasn't he? And he was also good he was. <laughs> he was also two ton Ted in the video of Ernie the fastest milkman in the West by Benny Hill. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was two love ton rival. He was. He was. I always um, thought that he might be related to Derek Nimmo. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah, like the Derek Nimmo was like uh you know, a junior version. Mm. Was that that was one of our cues when you said Derek Nimmo for one of us to go Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, uh, the thing is, though, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, picture Hen- Henry McGee dressed as a clergyman. You couldn't not picture Derek Nemo <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite, not yeah. dressed as a clergyman. <laughs> That's true. Didn't he go down to um, the Malcolm McLaren and um, uh, what's the name shop? Sex. The punk, the punk shop. You're sex dr- obsessed tonight. And, and, dr- and dress as a punk. Do you remember that? Oh was, yeah, that was a good one. Nimo. Yeah, coming out with with the spiky hair and stuff. At, at that point, punk died immediately, didn't it? That was, it. <laughs> that was just that, the moment punk died. Was it with the sex pistols split up? No, it was Nimo. <laughs> it was Nimo. Um, another good goal in here. Patrick Allen. Gone. Patrick I Allen. Yeah, I saw that. The uh... The, the Barrett Holmes helicopter pilot. Yep. Also the voice at the start of Two Tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yes, of course. Because, yeah, because he did the, the Protect and Survive public yeah. information films, didn't he? About how, how to survive a nuclear bomb. We're we back to um, Mark's condoms again now. <laughs> 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 Protect and Survive. Yeah, he couldn't, couldn't survive 2006, though, could he? <laughs> you got any advice on that? Well, I don't think hey, I, can, I can never ever remember an advert for, for, for selling a house quite be quite so dramatic as that helicopter swept in with him with the headphones on flying <laughs> upside down it was it was incredible yeah, wasn't it yeah yeah he was also Blackadder one did he narrate the first series of Blackadder as well it was in, yes he was the yeah yes he was in the first series of Blackadder he was and uh, was, he, was he an untimely one or had he done his time no, no, I he, think he, he was quite old by then, yeah. He'd done his time, but he was, he was a proper Shakespearean actor, wasn't he? Mm. He got that voice, hadn't he? What a voice he got. Oh, incredible. Did he also do Saturday Night 
Oh, Tear Five Friday was he? The voice he of Tear Five Friday. No, I think it? no, he must, he must, he must have. Oh no, actually, he might have been. I think he was he still did. around then, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, I think he did. I think he got, he got like like the Lord of Love. He got dragged back in. I know, I know. He um he did the intro to Vic Reeves' Big Night Out. UK's number one light entertainment and um, tobacconist, uh, that's right. uh, Vic Reeves or whatever it used to be. But yeah, he used to do that. And for the British Leyland adverts as well. Going back to the concept of Shakespearean actor. 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 Yeah. Well, what, what constitutes being like a Shakespearean actor? Do you literally have to be in one Shakespeare play or do you have to like make a make a thing of it? Or do you have to do a run at uh, the Globe? The Globe, yeah. Isn't it the Royal Shakespeare Company? Isn't that, is that is that do you have to not be a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company? Because uh, two summers ago, you know, when we were allowed to do stuff. Remember the, that, uh, kids? <laughs> stuff. Yeah. There was. Uh, I uh, took my children. I, I I am from a working class family, but I I took my children to Stratford-upon-Avon to the RSC to watch A Midsummer Night's Tale. Had they Uh, been really bad? Is that why you took them there? (laughs) Actually, I think it was more driven by a fancied a weekend away and it wasn't that far. But (laughs) the uh, the upshot was... Take, taking the family to see A Midsummer Night's Dream in Stratford-upon-Avon. And there was a farmer's market in, uh, on the, in the little lane in the run-up to the, uh, the theatre. And uh, Les Dennis was buying something from a stall on the farmer's market. So I just thought, this is brilliant. Les Dennis is going to be in A Midsummer Night's Dream. This is fantastic. So... Obviously, he pointed out, look, Sarah, it's Corrie star, because he'd only, he'd only just come out of his Corrie pump at that point. You know, yet another one of Gail Tilsley's lovers who flipping, <laughs> died. And I'd do a gourd list about that. Flip it out. <laughs> you could do an entire episode on that, couldn't you? Like, pe- people who were married to Gail Tilsley who died in suspicious circumstances but weren't li- linked to Gail in any way. So I just thought this is amazing. Like Les Dennis is going to be our Shakespearean actor for the day. And guess what? He was just buying chocolate. Oh. <laughs> oh. When the curtain went up, he was literally nowhere to be. He was probably in the crowd with us. Oh, I'd have loved to have seen his bottom as well. Can you imagine it? Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Well, I don't really know. <laughs> I, I reckon, amazing. and I reckon he was in the, on reflection. I reckon he was in the crowd because I could hear rustling all the way through the show, like somebody had bought a big bag of chocolates. <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> will you keep it down? <laughs> it's like hard enough to understand what the hell's going on in a Shakespeare play anyway without rustling. <laughs> I need to concentrate on this. <laughs> the trouble is I did concentrate on it and I was like when when they all came out bowing at the end I was literally is that it like this guy's supposed to be the greatest playwright in the world this story hasn't even got a start a middle or an end I think we've said this before haven't we about Shakespeare about 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 
that, there's also that moment where, or plenty of moments where, at some point in the play, there'll be a few people will go, <laughs> yeah, and you'll go, it. what have I missed something? People were doing that, like the yeah. laughter was sweeping the auditorium, and you're like, he has literally not even given a legible sentence yet, let alone something to laugh at. What? <laughs> what you... No, no. Did someone, I haven't seen that one, but did someone take ill with like an attack of the vapours because they'd heard some bad news? It was a bit, <clears throat> it was more along the lines, yes, that something like that did happen, but it was more like a, a girl pretending to be a boy was actually a girl but was in love with a boy and oh you'd never get a story like that these days <laughs> <laughs> it's too politically contentious that, that kind I think of thing I, I think I saw I think I saw that on Emmerdale a couple of weeks back <laughs> yeah exactly but they say like every, every storyline ever made could be linked back to a Shakespeare play and there are 17 twists in, in any storyline which uh allegedly linked back to Shakespeare so five degrees of separation so, kind of thing yes my takeaway is if you want a Shakespeare experience watch the bill <laughs> you might understand what's going on and, and one of the 17 storylines taken from Shakespeare will be present because that is a scientific fact that's so in a minute. Shakespeare, you're only one or two degrees removed from crossroads because obviously because uh, there's a there's a golden there. One of the people who created crossroads back in the day, Peter Ling, yeah. he's a golden. Yeah, golden. Um, and I really hope Benny did his eulogy. That's <laughs> that's all. That's all I want. I want from that. <laughs> Uh, or Paul Henry, I guess, is the the actor's name, but um, not that. Uh, your your young uh, the guy you were talking to who wanted something he remembered. He's he's not going to know anything about that, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got this guy. We're going to have to do like a 2006 part two again just to talk about 2006. I feel like well, I feel like I've ruined it in some way by uh, not doing well. Actually. I gave you the uh, the quail's egg story. You gave us the gift of quails, Mark. I think that's yeah. You know, maybe maybe in future that. when we do when we do old you know years further in the past, we need to do instead of in, in, alongside a gorn list, we need to do a born list. Yes. So yes. Um, so yeah. people more uh, who are younger will know who we're talking about. Yeah, that's very true. But well, then it will be. Equal equally depressing to hear who was born in 2006 you it's going to throw up someone like elijah wood or someone like that and you think how was he born then the, yeah. the only one i got was baron trump and all, all you're gonna <laughs> he do needs is a bond in, he needs a bond in his middle name as well doesn't he <laughs> he really does he really yeah. does you're only gonna uh, feel yeah. sorry for that kid aren't you? and a red spitfire on his lawn well, how about swinging it back to 2006 with oh. Steve, Steve McLaren, appointed England manager? Oh. oh that's 15 years ago. Man alive. That's, yeah, because the... there, was, there was the World Cup with Ronaldo being a massive winker, wasn't there? And, uh, and England lost in the quarterfinals on penalties oh, when yeah. Rudy got sent off. And then Sven left and, and McLaren 
took over. Remember? Yeah. yeah. That's right. So 2006 must have been that night that uh, we had that incident in the Indian restaurant. That was 2007, <laughs> wasn't it? Because that's when they failed to qualify. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, that was it. Brolly with a Wally with a brolly. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. That's the Croatia but, game. But we watched like that after the Indian, didn't we? Miscum- miscommunication in Tamarind about like uh, uh, somebody ate a prawn but didn't realise it was a prawn, <laughs> prawn was chicken, and demanded to know where the prawn was. <laughs> You've just eaten it, mate. <laughs> properly kicked off, didn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, literally, they had to cook another prawn. And then when it came back, <laughs> when it came back, obviously the prawn tasted like the chicken that he That's thought it quail. was. Yes, it was curried quail. Yeah. <laughs> Superb. Like, suddenly, oh, do you know what? We're going to have to tip. We're going to have to leave a massive tip now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are. Don't don't bring him with us next time. Um, he loved a nickname for didn't he for the players. So uh, McLaren. So Stephen Gerrard became Stevie G. He called Wayne Rooney Wazza, and John Terry was JT. So so if this podcast was Steve McLaren World, you'd be Statty C. I'd be Wizza, and Gary would be GM, which I'm assuming means genetically modified. <laughs> You don't get to be this short by being, you know, without yeah. being genetically modified. Maybe your hair is genetically modified. Yeah. Correct. Well, that, that goes without I saying. Quite, I quite like Wizzer. That, that could stick, that. <laughs> Wizzer! Swizzer. Swizzer, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A couple of programmes ended uh, in 2000, long-running programmes. Grandstand. Grandstand. That was my that was my gorn that wasn't a human. Oh, please, mate, take her away. Well, well no, hang on, no. Hang on, hang on, right? I'm... This is a bit like Howling Wolf to me. It's like I didn't I didn't know this had ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what do you mean the Beatles have split up, Charlton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of fifteen no, years. I, man. I I had no idea it was that long ago. Grandstand. It only seems like it only seems like yesterday when it was on, doesn't it? But Saturdays were just like in the morning, bit of tiz was, then football focus, yeah, and then and then on the ball, and then you just flick between grandstand and world of sport. A world of sport. That sound, that sound of the grandstand. Yeah. I, I know world of sport has gone, but what do they call grandstand now then? Um, homes under the hammer or flog it. I think yeah. it is, isn't it? There's a lot of cookery actually in there. A lot of cookery involved on a Saturday now. You're all right. You are. You got your own flipping hobbies covered there, aren't it you? It is. Yeah, it's it's uh, gas James, TV. James Martin looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking hot and flustered over a stove over a quail yeah yeah, yeah. Every, these, uh, these quails braids aren't yielding <laughs> they're tiny as well <laughs> i can't even buy them frozen <clears throat> uh, and music wise it may be 15 years but has anyone in the last 15 years still been able to work out what lying hips are because that was the that was the best selling song of 2006. Shakira feet, Wycliffe Jean, hips don't lie. I, what what, what I are lying hips? I don't, well, a bit like tiger feet, I suppose. <laughs> I've got a I've got a slightly devious kneecap, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> mildly, mildly fibbing ankle. But what is what is a lying hip? I don't know. I, Answers on a Facebook page, please. Yeah. 
No, no one knows really. No one knows what that's about, do they? Anymore? I didn't know what it was like at the time. I didn't... Oh, well, no. To be fair. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know <clears> that. Um, 2006, William Shatner auctioned off a kidney stone, and it raised twenty-five thousand pounds <laughs> for a kidney stone. Was it for a charity? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope it was for a kidney. Who, charity. Who's the benefactor? Habitat for Humanity. Oh right, okay. Was the uh, was the thing? Was it Basically, somebody pick? gave away twenty-five thousand pounds there, didn't they? That was, that's ridiculous. Was it one of his kidney stones, or was it somebody else's? That's a very good point. Well made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it was his. Um, there was uh, also a Japanese construction company that was the world's oldest continuously ongoing independent company, and it's been operating for. Have a stab. Six hundred years. Go on, Gary. Oh. 623 years. In 2006, it had been operating for 1,441 years. It was a construction company. And in 2006, it fell on hard times and was absorbed into a larger company. I mean, you would have thought that that larger company... ridiculous. Yeah, you'd have thought that that larger company, surely, has just got something so brilliant on its hands in terms of marketing. But no, it got absorbed in. A construction company. Because if you if you think about it, English Heritage looking at Stonehenge, thinking this could do with a bit of a touch up. Yeah. <laughs> who who could we call? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, these guys have got a thousand years of experience. <laughs> right. Oh well, yeah, lads. Can you can can you come and sort out Stonehenge for us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, can you set it back an hour for summertime? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's You'd have to take your shoes off before you went in, though, wouldn't you? <clears throat> yeah, you couldn't have still toe cap boots on, so maybe that would you couldn't risk assess it properly. So yeah, maybe that was the downfall. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that was the downfall. Um, it it, it was also the year that people started making rockets out of Mentos and Diet Coke. Oh God. Have you done that with the boys yet, Mark? Yes, of course, it's, bloody have. It's the rites of, <laughs> of passage, isn't it? Yeah, it when as it's happening, it is a rite of passage, and you've got to do it. Yeah, but it is pointless, isn't it? It is a pointless thing. Yeah, like off it goes, and then it's like, oh, all I've done is spray coke everywhere. <laughs> I could have didn't even need the mento for that. Did, like... Yeah, you guys could have just done a Formula One, couldn't you? And just just shook it up. Have they been tempted to put to drop Mentos into drinks randomly ever since, just to see if the same thing happens? As opposed to just eating them. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so that was two thousand and six. I've got I've got <laughs> nephews who would if we show them that, I know exactly where it will end. So like any cups of coffee lying around would be Mentos and, and it'll <clears throat> The odd yeah. whiskey here and there, or beer, or it's all. Going. I mean, they, they have got a scientific, inquisitive nature, but you've got to discourage it a bit because usually it just ends up in like something covering something else <laughs> in mess. <laughs> <laughs> so if you eat a packet of Mentos and then gun, 
a couple of pints of Diet Coke, Ooh. are you going to are, are you going to projectile? Out of your ears, your nose, everywhere. Maybe this can, maybe this can be Mark's follow-up charity thing to experiment with. <laughs> if you recall, when when you were living with me, you spilt some. <laughs> I've got. I've just remembered a funny st- another funny story, but you spilt a bottle of red wine and then yes. told me that the way to like clean yes. up the red wine off your carpet is to pour white wine on it. Yes. And then. Uh, put yeah. salt on it and then hoover yeah. etc well i got really wasted on red wine and then i thought oh i'm gonna have a massive hangover in the morning so i thought i'll drink a <laughs> bottle of white wine now <laughs> i'll be all right in the morning and do you I know what the logic it's fine I the logic is sound <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't but there was there was a lovely moment once where uh I was at a party and they, somebody did the spilt the bottle of red wine, and I said, "I I live with somebody who knows what to do in these situations. Best thing to do is once you get you spilt the red wine, you pour a bottle of white wine onto it, and then uh, you know it helps clear it up." So they went away, grabbed a bottle of wine, came back, opened the wine, started pouring it. There's another bottle of red wine. <laughs> it's like a two-bottle yield. <laughs> Never getting that up. Uh, <laughs> and he wasted well two bottles of red wine. Even before it's dry, Mark's on Amazon looking for a rug. Right, I, a I was like, ring it out into this glass. <laughs> you know you've got trouble. Ring it. Brilliant, brilliant. So yeah, maybe that can be your next charity fundraiser, the Mentos and Coke. I'd, I wouldn't fear that. You might not. We would. <laughs> You'd fear that less than having to listen to uh, Starship for twenty-four hours. <laughs> While sat on the toilet eating baked beans. Yeah, yeah. Growing on your head. <clears throat> I could, yeah, I definitely. I'm. Um, What's the Mento to Coke ratio? Oh, that's a good point. Do you know that, Gary? I don't know. I ju- I've just ever, I only ever seen people dropping it into a, a bottle I, of... I thought you put a whole pack in. I thought, I thought you put a whole pack in. You just sort of like squeezed it in. I would, I would definitely not. do it, but I cannot believe that the internet has not already done this for me. Oh, it'll be there. <laughs> Gary the old man oh it'll be there it'll be there <laughs> don't worry right. if, you about can, that. if you can think of it it's there <laughs> seven Mentos into the soda into the bottle at one time seven <laughs> will give you seven will give you a high yield explosion <laughs> maximum yield maximum maximum <laughs> fizz yield it'd be one of those things that probably like clean you out <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you know weight watchers enthusiasts to be flipping started it would start a trend i weigh myself before and after like the uh, colonic irrigation yeah it could be like a really really bad case of dysentery couldn't it you know you know i, I just worry i worry about you let's do it um we about you let's do it yeah yeah uh, so that yeah so I, that was I, it. I, that is up there like the with, with the time you tried to cure my hiccups with gin. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> literally couldn't stop hiccuping. He, he pinned my nostrils together with one hand and he poured gin down my throat with the other and said, said try not to breathe. <laughs> Have a mentor. <laughs> and, it, and it worked, didn't it? Well, I don't know. I woke up in a flipping ditch. Like. <laughs> he threw these trousers inside out. But you weren't hiccuping and that's well, the that's main true, yeah. Have you yielded anything else from 2006? Which I think we have done a great justice to, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. there's there's a couple of things actually that um, there was a there was a time in 2006 where um, if you were there is if you were looking for an English village, there's an English village called Crackpot, um, and if you were trying to use your sat nav to get there, it took you over a cliff. Right. I know, and I thought, I'm just going to check this story to see if it's true. I don't even believe there's a place called Crackpot. And there is, because I, I looked it up, and uh, it's in it's in Yorkshire. Um, and if you type Crackpot UK into Google, it, it brings up a little um, sort of a bit of information about the about the place. And it, um, it tells you the origin of the name, which is Old English and Viking. Um, and it's postcode and the weather. And then it says, what is the weather in Crackpot? <clears throat> Currently, it's uh, seven degrees, um, southwesterly wind at 25 miles an hour, 84% humidity. That's quite um, breezy. It is. It must but, be very flat. No, he meant your delivery was quite breezy, Gary. It was quite upbeat. <laughs> it was nice. But, uh, <laughs> but it also gives you some directions. So it gives you like getting there. And I thought, well, obviously, it's just going to be, you know, from here, it's going to be up the M1. Um, But no, according to this, getting there, there's a 10 hours and five minutes by plane. And it will cost me 1800 quid. And that is the only option it gives me to get to this place in Yorkshire. Can I just say this? As soon as lockdown's lifted, this trip's on. (laughs) <laughs> oh we're doing we're doing one doing a podcast in we'll crackpot a, a, yeah. a, pro, a podcast in crackpot but if you oh hang you on check is there any boozers there <laughs> well there must be there's always a pub isn't there? with a garden um, well if you click on it, it and it <laughs> yeah. tells you uh all the things there. you've got to ask these days yeah tell me how to get there it's got wigston all airports to oh there crackpot. is an airport in wigston though there is though, isn't there? No, not in Wigston, there isn't. Stonygate. It's uh, it's yeah, it's it's over in St- Stoughton. Stoughton. Stoughton Airport, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where the airport is. Um but anyway, it'll cost us eighteen hundred quid a piece to get there by plane and it'll take ten hours. Um or we could just go at the M one. There are some pubs. The King's Head, the Punch Bowl, Crackpot Cottage. Yes. Oh, we're there. Camp is in. Um, this is on. This is on. In in 2006, just to uh, change things, and that was the year that Office 2007 was released. Obviously, because why would you release 2006 in 2006? Always ahead um, of the time. Yeah. Um, the most popular names in for for newborn babies in um in 2006. Uh, number one for girls was Olivia. Number one for boys was Jack. Uh, and I checked the top 50 and Mark, Stuart and Gary weren't anywhere to be seen. 
This is a travesty. It's, uh, you know, we were less popular than Archie at, at number 40, Oscar, number 47, and number 50, Pancreas, <laughs> and um, even, I, no, it, even was it Sadam. Pancreas? Yeah. Pancreas. Yeah, no, pancreas. Pa- pancreas. I was joking. I was but even Saddam was was higher in the list than our names. Where was flipping Saddam? <laughs> it was higher than fifty, but it was higher than us. Um, <clears throat> this is worst. This is the worst game of family fortunes I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first, the uh, the woman, the woman with the first face transplant. Oh yeah. Um. I know someone who looked was, like her. Was Bizarrely. spotted in yeah, was was spotted in public. So the woman with the first face transplant was spotted in public, but you no, know, it doesn't say how they knew it was her. Um, yeah, but this is the thing. When when she had her face after she'd had that face transplant, I recognised that face. Like I thought, I know where you've got that from. <laughs> And then I couldn't understand it because I saw the person whose face I thought she had and they just looked like nothing had happened. So I could I just couldn't work it out. I don't, you're looking at me like I, I'm insane. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Um. <laughs> Do, know you know that. what I'm saying, though, don't you? Like... I saw the woman with the face transplant, and I thought, I know you. Yeah. And then I saw the person I knew, and they still had the same face. face. Is, is that a bit like the time I was I was covering a court case in Nottingham Crown Court, and I'm in the press box, and I look across, and one of the women in the audience, in the uh, jury looked like Margaret Thatcher's spitting image puppet. Not <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher's spitting image puppet. And, and I then pointed it out to the reporter next to me, and we just uh, we, we would have spent the next half an hour biting the pens and back of our hands <laughs> and shoulders going for Eric Morecambe. The other, the biggest news, which obviously has parallels to this year, was in uh, in April 2006, um, a swan that had been found dead in Scotland tested positive for the deadly H5N1 bird flu virus um but what you didn't hear about was that the the huge vaccine program that that followed that for for the birds um but hardly any of the birds had the vaccine because they they thought they were going to be injected by a micro with a microchip and they were going to be controlled by rod hull um so (laughs) so none of them took it took it um but no, uh, there you go. That's 2006 for you. And were the birds who did take it called sheep by the other birds? Did they be, not become birds? Did they become sheep? Yeah, sheep. Sheep birds. Sheep birds. Yeah. Sheep birds. The, yeah. the, the biggest thing was in 2006, the one billionth iTunes song was purchased in 2006. No way. One billion in 2006. And it was starting together by Sue Pollard. No. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's that's crazy though, isn't it? It's, I always think about all the money I spent with iTunes and then think, why did I do that? Yeah, me too. Like, like though, because 
they're like the biggest advocates of streaming everything. They must have known damn well when I was handing over another 20 quid for another couple of records in 2006 that it was going to be streamed for for buttons I could in 2008. Not, I, yeah. I could not envisage a world in which I would would only stream stuff and, and no longer no. want to, to buy no. things. I and couldn't yeah. see that happening. I just couldn't see it happening. Yeah, you can put playlists together. It's you know, it's brilliant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, by the way, it's, can I just? Sorry, Mark. Go on, mate. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's brilliant, but obviously, somewhere in this chain, the artists aren't getting their money. So let's not get political about that. But <laughs> no, true. I used to love holding the artwork and looking through it. I have to say, mm. is that what you used to call it? <laughs> Depends holding some... the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> 2006 i just want to go back to you were talking about do you have to be uh is it just if you've appeared in a play a shakespeare play to call yourself a shakespearean actor or do you need more mate ask sue pollard because she was in the uh, national tour of romeo and juliet in 2006 well pollard did shakespeare and well, well obviously i i would naturally think she's a shakespearean actor so uh, that wouldn't have been in doubt. And I have to say, <laughs> I, I can imagine she was amazing as well. Quite frankly, what, Just, what uh, character did she play? Well, again, I didn't. I wasn't aware of this character. Hey, I, I, <laughs> <King Lear. laughs> the, the nurse, the nurse. It says there's a character called the nurse, and she played the nurse. But I'm sure she was amazing because she is, you know, versatile. Versatile, yeah. Nurse Versatile. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh. It makes me wonder at what point I can legitimately write to Sue Pollard and say, we've got enough listeners for it to be worth your while. That would be amazing, I have to say. You know, we're we're at a medium-sized comedy club in Nottingham size at the minute. We need to we need a we need a bigger yield bigger yield to justify it. Dear dear so decent size in Birmingham is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> At the moment, it's like a, a Jim will fix it pipe dream, isn't it? Dear yeah. Jim, could you fix it for us to meet Sue Pollard? I just hope that coincides with the day that you do your. <laughs> we built this city while sat on the toilet eating baked beans. I <laughs> see. Yeah. See if I bring it all into one go. While whilst right. whilst eating Mentos and Coke. I'm, so- <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about our friend Sue. <laughs> Mark, what are you doing? He's he's never been right since the Mento incident. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I might have, get to, might, have to get, might have to get Jeffrey Holland on just to say, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Sure up Spike. Maybe maybe in that one in the week that um Joe Biden fell up the stairs of the, of, a, of going onto a plane, Gerald Ford, gone. Yes, the of course. President famous for falling down a set of stairs from a plane and and other mm. such uh, other such things. Ger- Gerald Ford is on me flipping. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I did some in? research. What? And Gerald Ford was part of it. You sure, Listen General Motors. About... Listen, I'm back. It. I'm in. He's in. It wasn't. It wasn't a complete waste of time. Look at him go. Ge- Gerald Ford, Jerry, to his friend. <laughs> Jerry. wasn't even Jerry to his friends. His real name was Leslie. <laughs> his real name, Gerald Ford, his real name was Leslie Lynch King Jr. 
That's like a boxer's name, not a president's name. So did they elect the wrong person? Well, this is even better. They didn't bloody elect him. Oh, no, he was, yeah, because he, he followed Nixon, didn't he? He was the... Um... Yeah, but like even better, he, it was like Sharp's regiment. Like, Nixon had to go because he was a baden, resigned. So did his vice president, because he was the baden. He was, was endorsing everything Nixon did, so he had to go. So it was kind of like, oh, who's going to do this then? Up, up pops Leslie Lynch King Jr., <laughs> AKA Gerald Ford. Yeah. <laughs> and the the magic of uh, Gerald Ford or Leslie was that he had like to quote the Mark Destroyer as his dad. <laughs> he had two two assassination attempts on his life in the space of seventeen days, both by women. And we all know guys like that, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) This was going to be my opening bat. I'm glad glad you brought it up now. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, one, one more for the golden list, though. Um, Aaron Spelling, who is the TV producer behind Starsky and Hutch, Fantasy Island, Heart to Heart. TJ Hooker, just to name just a few of them. Dynasty. He's a he's a TV legend. Dynasty. It's it's usually at about this time in the podcast where I make an absolute idiot of myself by misunderstanding something. And when you said heart to heart, I heard heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you Bill said, credits include credits include Starsky and Hutch heartbeat <laughs> and I'm like what <clears throat> so yeah I finally dodged the bullet of, well I'll leave this to listeners discretion but I finally dodged the bullet of saying something stupid <laughs> three quarters of the way in <clears throat> You're proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. 